This is Tani Talks Parsha, where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. We are looking at the aspect, we are looking at Parsha's Chayasara here in Sefer Barashas. We are looking at the idea of where we are and what we're talking about in this lifetime. Talking about the death of Sarah and then it moves on obviously to where Yitzchak and Rivka meet through Eliezer the servant. And Avram says, you know, I'm I'm a stranger and a resident amongst you when he's talking to Ephron trying to get the burial plot for Sarah. Of course, Ephron is a cheapskate and uh, not uh, not a very nice person. You know, he says what he does not mean, mean what he does not say. He says what it's uh, between you. At first, he offers it to Avram, and when Avram says he wants to pay, he asks for a gazillion dollars. They talk about how he says four hundred silver shekels, which in nowadays currency was probably a couple of million dollars for a burial plot. But Avram says, "I am a stranger and a resident amongst you." I am a stranger and a resident amongst you. It's interesting. And of course, this year should be for the Rufu of all those who need it, from those from the barbaric, barbaric terror attacks, from the wicked Hamas, which deserves to be eradicated, Hashem Yakam Damam. And it should also be, in general, in the merit of the safe and healthy return of all the captives, for the Rufu of all the injured and sick, and for the safety, protection, and success of all the soldiers and our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael. And should also be for the Rafua Shalema, complete Rafua Shalema of Rafal Peretz Mayor Ben Sara. So talking about the idea of a, a resident and a stranger, how interesting how many of us feel that nowadays, you know, with the war going on in Israel, with the the horrific, horrific, barbaric, savage attacks that Hamas unleashed against the Jewish people on Simchastar, we see how there is so much going on in Israel, so much beauty, actually, with the response, the Jewish response, to bring light to the world, to bring wonderful goodness to the world, with the, the soldiers going out with the mission, Melchamas Mitzvah, eradicating a Molech. God willing, we should be so zocha, and it brings Mashiach and the third base major sweet in our days, may that be today. And <clears throat> we see the beautiful actions of Rip Shai and all the other wonderful, wonderful heroes around the country and around the world and uh, the soldiers taking on the tefillin and the tzitzes and the davening and the shabbos and the candles and beautiful beautiful stuff the packages for the soldiers and and cooking for the soldiers taking care of the displaced people beautiful beautiful am yisrael chai mika am chai yisrael but it brings to mind to me when i see the israel good news group which is the best whatsapp group that i'm on nowadays here in fall 2023 i think about how oftentimes i really feel like a stranger and a, and a resident here in America, here in Long Island, in New York, I don't feel like this is where we really belong. Ultimately, of course, we belong in Israel, and Baruch Hashem, we're a Zohar, to live in a wonderful community, in a wonderful small little house in Long Island, but it's not really where we're supposed to be. As Chabad.org points out, when it says, when Avram says, and he's one of my favorite characters in all of Tanakh, and Sefer Barashas, and of course, we only get to have him with us for this third week, and then it moves on to the story to Yitzchak takes over, the Jew is a resident in the world, the Lubavitcher Rebbe points out, for the Torah instructs him not to escape the physical reality, but to inhabit it and elevate it. Virtually all the mitzvahs, the divine commandments of the Torah, are physical actions involving physical objects in keeping with the Jew's mission to make a dwelling for God in the material realm by sanctifying the everyday materials of everyday life. At the same time, the Jew feels himself a stranger in the material world and a stranger outside our true home in Israel. His true home is a higher, loftier place, 
the world of spirit, the world of holiness and godliness from which his soul has been exiled and to which he yearns for a return. Indeed, it is only because the Jew feels himself a stranger in the world that he can avoid being wholly consumed and overwhelmed by it and maintain the spiritual vision and integrity required to elevate it and sanctify it as an abode for the divine presence. The story is told of the visitor who, stopping by the home of the great Hasidic master of Dovber of Mezrich, was outraged by the poverty he encountered there. Some say it was the Chavitz Chaim as well, a businessman was visiting. Rabbi Dovber's home was bare of all furnishings, save for an assortment of rough wooden planks and blocks that served as benches for his students during the day and as beds for his family at night. They say that the Chavitz Chaim, when the, the person visited him, only had a table and a chair and a bed and a stool. How can you live like this? demanded the visitor. I myself am far from wealthy, but at least in my home you will find, thank God, the basic necessities, some chairs, a table, beds. Indeed, said Rav Dober, but I don't see any of your furnishings. How do you manage without them? What do you mean? Do you think I schlep all my possessions along with me wherever I go? When I travel, I make do with what's available, but at home, a person's home is on a different matter altogether. Ah, yes, said Rav Dober, at home, it is a different matter altogether, Lekuti Deborn points out. And those who say this, Chavitz Chaim says that he answered the businessman, where's all your stuff? He said, I'm traveling through. And the Chavitz Chaim responds, I too, I'm traveling through in this life. In this life, you know, the, the society, the non-Jewish society tries to tell us that it's about the material is about the next thing, and I need this thing, and I need that thing, and I need this thing, and we need more, we need to accumulate more stuff and more stuff, but that's not true. Ohiv kesef, lo yispa kesef. One who wants more will never be satisfied with more. He's going to want more. One who wants 100 grand wants 200 grand. One who wants 200 grand wants 300 grand. Yes, you need the basic necessities. Yes, it's important to have a house, to have a car to get around, and to have the beds, to have a couch, to have somewhere to cook, somewhere to eat, a dining room and a kitchen, but do you need a great room and a family room? Do you need a living room and a den and a family room and a sitting room? I don't think so. In the desert, in the Midbar, what did they even have? And they were there for 40 years, and somehow they may do. I'm sure they had beds. I'm sure they had somewhere to sit. I'm sure they had somewhere to eat, but that's it. Each family had a tent, 600,000 Jewish men, probably roughly a couple of million altogether. They may do. In Israel, people only get to have apartments. Most families, not every family has an attached house, and I don't even know anyone who has a detached house. And Israel, and somehow they're happy. They're probably even happier than America. I know they're 12th on the happy list. I don't know where, where America is on the happy list. And they all want these 2,500 square foot homes for a family of one, maybe two kids. You know, our house, our home is very cozy, I like to call it. It's considered a small house, but it's a cozy house. We have our living room with our beautiful sectional couch and the other couch. We have a dining room that has a nice table that could seat 10. And we have our kitchen, which has our counters and that has the oven and the the fridge and the dishwasher and the the dairy microwave oven and i'm happy i put a double sink next to each other and i'm happy it's a cozy house and i get what i do and i try to make use of all the storage we have we have the girl room that has the girls in the boy room that has the boys and then we have our room and then we have an attic that has a sleeping area and my desk area and a lot of stuff that i store up there and then we have the basement where we have the chill area, we have the three-seater couch and the one-seater couch, and then I brought the egg chairs over. I have my little lending library, I have my my, my washer, my dryer, I have my, my chest freezer, and I have some storage, and that's it. We have the garage for the sukkah and random stuff, and we have the backyard with the deck, and we have the driveway. Baruch Hashem, very happy. Oh, we're a stranger, we're a resident, we're an alien traveling through this life, and especially more so when we're not in our land. We shall be zochah to live there when Mashiach should come today. 
and the base makers should be built today. She'll rush to come back, but right now I'm traveling through. I'm a resident. I'm an alien. Why should I have a huge mansion where I feel it's permanent? Yes, they say a house is permanent, but really living in Gullis is not permanent. I'd love for this house to be brought to Israel and to become my permanent house, or at least to get equivalent size, if not a little bigger, would be nice, you know? To have in this life is in Israel. That's where I want my permanent roots to be. And we shall be Zohar to live there, to be there. But we're only passing through. Avram was passing through. He was a resident. He was an alien. Hashem gave him the land of Israel, but it wasn't really his. He was just an army of one with his immediate family. And, of course, Eliezer and all the people. All the people that they converted all the people that they were able to be Megayer came with them too, but they didn't officially own the land. So too in a Chutzlar, in America, in Long Island, in New York, and around the world, if we're not in Israel, we're not in Eretz Israel, we're just a resident, we're just an alien, we don't actually have that land. Of course, the yearning is so much stronger now with the war with Hamas here in fall 2023. The Bnei Israel, Eretz Israel should be Matzliach and eradicate all evil, all terror, not just in Israel, but around the world, and we should be Zoha that it's wonderful times, beautiful times. Mashiach comes, the third base comes, and we all live there. How wonderful that would be. But remember, we're just passing through. You don't need a bigger house. You don't need a bigger um, ten cars. You don't need more and more and more. What comes to you after 120 years is not a single ounce of money, not your car, not your house, nothing. Nothing physical. All that comes is your mitzvahs, your chesed, your Torah learning. That's what comes with you. That's what's important. Yes, again, you need a bed. Your kids need a bed. You need a place to eat. You need a place to cook. You need a place to sit and chill. And some place to store. But that's it. What else do you really need? We're residents. We're aliens. We should learn from Avraham. That we're just passing through. Learn from the Chavz Chaim. Learn from Rabbi Dov Bear. We're just passing through. How much do you really need? They literally lived with the bare necessities. Do you think they were less happy than us? No, Adarava, on the contrary, they were much happier because they didn't get attached to material things, to physical things. They didn't let it consume them and eat at them and try to take away from what their life is. Remember, we're I am a resident, I am an alien, I'm just passing through. You don't need a hundred things. Learn from the people who live in Israel, who have an apartment, who have a two, three bedroom apartment. It's always a combo living dining room. Even in the houses, even the semi-attached houses, I think it's a combination of living dining room. Interesting. And a kitchen, and then the bathroom. Sometimes they have an extra room. And they have the bedrooms, and sometimes they have a basement. Sometimes they have a machsan, and sometimes they have an outdoor area. Sometimes they don't. We need to learn what we really need. Learn from Avram. Not to accumulate more, to give more, but not to accumulate more. Donate this, donate all this. Donate what you can to Israel financially and physically with your time and your effort, your resources. Give them the clothing. Give them the items. Give them what they may need. We don't need so much stuff. Give to Yad Leah, the beautiful clothing donation. Every year we try to do it. Baruch Hashem, this year we get four bags. I was very proud of ourselves. We should do what we can to give in this life with our time, with our effort, with our resources. Make a gemach in your home. Make sure to realize it's not really yours. Hashem entrusted with you. All our books, we did a small thing in our town, in our house, in our basement. We have one bookshelf we donate to use for the FLL, the Free Lending Library. People could come and borrow books for weeks at a time. And that's it. We give what we can. Donate this, donate that. We are just residents and aliens passing through. How much more wonderful would it be if everyone would remember, well, everyone would realize that. That's what we're life, like in this world. And think about Avram. He was just passing through. That's why I guess it didn't pain him to give so much money to Ephron for his wife's burial, because that was an eternal inheritance for the Jewish people. Avram and Sarah, Adam and Chava, Yitzchak and Rivka, Yaakov and Leah. That's where the Avos are. That's where they're buried, because that's what's important, the eternal heritage of the Jewish people. Put down the roots really in Israel, by the beautiful, luxurious home in Israel.
We had a small house here, but an even more grandiose house. Not a huge mansion, but even more spiritually uplifted, maybe a little bigger. In Israel, if you can, do what you can to remember you're a resident and an alien passing through. And really, our roots and our homes should really be in Israel. And that our roots and our and our efforts should not be in gaining money, gaining materialism, and getting spiritual accomplishments. Spiritual time is more mitzvahs, more chesed, more Torah learning each day, every single day. And may it start today. And may it be Zoha that we're Zoha to only have good things with Mashiach and the basement just coming speedily in our days. And may that in fact be today. This has been Tani Talks Parsha where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep here on Tani Talks Parsha. And I'm your host, Tani.